What's up, everybody? I am here with uh, an amazing father, a remarkable husband, a hilarious comedian, and a champion of the Chinese flu, a conqueror of the coronavirus. We have Paul Verzi in the building. Yeah. Um, what's up, Chelsea? What's up, baby? Now, listen, this is, I'm very excited to talk to you because you might be the first comedian, uh, real comedian, um, that has contacted the coronavirus and destroyed it, demolished it, beat it to smithereens. Well <laughs> First of all, how you still look the well, same, bro? What's what's that? How you still look the same? You got the fresh baldy in quarantine, beard looking right. You know what? I'm about I'm about 18, 19 days since my first symptom, and uh, I'm everything is pretty much subsided. Very little bit of a cough, but uh, so I had to get bro. my I had to get my act together with grooming after that. Son, you look amazing, <laughs> bro. You look like Drake with Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Down syndrome. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you can let it rip, baby. The world's ending. You might as well say it all right now. Uh, I want a career when this is over. But I, I do want to say that. Um, I do want to say that. Uh, my wife and I, we we couldn't officially test for it, although we were pretty much told we had it. And I could break down exactly what happened. So yeah. So, so I want to. I, I want to just go over a first thing. Uh, just a few things with you. So. How do you think you got it, number one? It's between two places. It's between doing Levity Live. Uh, the Saturday at Levity Live was really packed. It was the first week of it was the first week of March. But then on March 14th, we went out. This was right before everybody was told to be locked down. We did go to a Mexican restaurant for my wife's birthday around March 14th, which is the last time we were out in public. And I remember the restaurant being packed. Um, and I, so it's one of those two places, but my guess would be, I got it at a packed restaurant, March 14th. For sure. You think that you think it was the Mexicans? Hmm. I think it was. Yeah. Yes. It was the Mexicans fault. Not that packed um, out show of yours at levity. Not that packed not out. The, I mean, you were yeah, selling Saturday, tickets, bro. Yo, make no, make no mistake. Saturday was packed out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got a, I had a sellout. Okay. But it, you know, um, so what happened was, and I got to oh, tell you bro. something, Rudy Gobert, the center of the Utah Jazz. He was at your show? Actually, actually really helped. Actually, no, he actually helped with what what he tweeted about after a, a major symptom happened to him. So what happened to him was, so I had, so my, my symptoms started. I told my wife, I started to feel achy and I started to feel the flu. This is about two or three days after we went to, two days after we went to her birthday dinner, I started to feel like I had the flu. Yeah. Achy. Was convinced I had a fever. Her no birthday real... dinner. What her birthday dinner? They needed to go out to dinner, right? Global pandemic. Listen, needed it's to her go birthday. out to dinner, right? Had to go out to dinner. I get she's a smoke, right? I get she's a smoke show. I get it. You know, you saw it firsthand at the wedding. She's a smoke show. What do you think I'm doing over here? <laughs> if the smoke show wants to go to dinner, she's gonna go to dinner. If the smoke show wants Mexican, we're gone. <laughs> I'm so, the lame. <laughs> okay. Hey, we okay. have margaritas coming. So, Patron, uh, though? Patron, the good stuff? I say, yes, Patron and salt around all the rims. Okay? So all here's, the rims. here's what happened. Not, not just all the rims. Not just around all the rims. <laughs> Listen, I want salt on every glass in this joint. Okay? So. 
two days later, I start feeling fluish. I start feeling achy. Yeah. I'm laying down. I knew something was clearly wrong. And I'm saying to my wife, like, I wonder if this is it. And she's like, you know, I don't know. And then um, for two days after, and this is part of it. So, so your listeners should know you can feel like shit. And then two days later, you feel better. You bounce back. Yeah, so and then what, that's what I want you yeah. to walk us through. I want you to walk through us through the journey of the virus, right? So, so, so mine was very different, and I was uh, considered a lucky one as far as the, how mild it was. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you the telltale of which made us know we had it. Okay, go. So a lot of people were saying you feel like shit for two days, and you feel bad like you have the flu, and then the next day or so you feel good. You could be like, oh, things are getting better. Mm. And then all of a sudden you get like this other – this other wave of it, it okay. starts to, you start to get it again. Also digestive and stomach aches and pains, definitely a part of it. And that happens after the initial symptoms. So I started to feel that, um, sick to your stomach like, or like you, you want to throw like, up? No, not like, not like nauseous, sick, like achy pains. Okay. Like achy pains in your stomach. Um, achy at night, weird thing. No flu, no fever for days. I kept checking my fever, no fever, oh. but all these other things started to happen. Um, then this is where this is where the weird thing happened. Day five or six, I'm eating and I'm going, what the fuck is with this? And I said to my wife, I go, can you taste this wine? And can you taste the food or the sauce? And she goes, yeah, I think it's fine. And then Rudy Gobert, yeah, on, yeah, I'm Italian. On, I'm on, Italian. You know, so I know the taste. This guy's been sick for a week. The only way you realize that you have corona is like, I can't taste the meatballs, babe. What's going on? <laughs> I'm going, Yo, this is a Barolo. This shouldn't taste like Yeah, this should this is a Barolo. This shouldn't taste like this. This is ninth this is this is a sixteen from Napa Valley. <laughs> so so um Bro, I completely all of a sudden lost my taste and smell. And Rudy Gobert tweeted something. Right. Because he was one of the early, Rudy Gobert tweeted. He said, just want to give all the fans and everybody an update. He right. goes, I haven't been able to smell or taste anything for four days. Is anybody experiencing this? And then he got like 2,000 comments on it. And I, I couldn't smell. We, and, I, and this is, by the way, when I say no smell, I don't want to get people confused. I don't mean no smell because you're congested or you have a cold. I'm talking no stuffy nose, no congestion. You're fine. You're breathing fine. And you can't smell. So you can't smell. You can't taste. Bro, I'm talking you're fine. And you open a potent bottle of whiskey. Nothing. Whoa. You open a, you open something that's potent or a candle. Nothing, bro. It was like the twice. That's what really freaked me out. Like that's when I was like something's wrong. Because that's never happened to me in any time that I've ever been sick where I lost my sense of smell and taste, and it was just gone. Now, what was it um, like eating food and you just couldn't taste it at all? Like, what was it like being a regular white person? It was, it was, it was <laughs> <laughs> every good meal was ruined. Every taste was ruined. Every drink was water. So it was like any you'll, drink was you'll water. You'll take a Coke and it just, you'll drink a Coke, it tastes like water. I took a sip of Diet Coke and it tasted like carbonated water. It was just water. And, and that's when I was like, something's wrong. And then that's when, you know, it's funny though, bro. When I first couldn't smell, I woke my wife up at three o'clock in the morning. Both my kids are in bed with her because I had the guest room because I, I, I knew I was going through this. And I wake my wife up. I go, babe, babe, I think it's definite now. It's definite. She goes, why, why? She's like, wake up. I go, I can't smell a thing. She goes, 
you fucking woke me up because this was before any <laughs> symptoms came out. So she's going, you fucking woke me up. I'm with the two kids. You woke me up because you can't smell or taste. You go the fuck to sleep. And then the next day, it started to really come out. Um, also, uh, I don't want to give out names or anything, but Giannis had a family member, a distant family member who also um, tested positive and uh, the smell thing was a thing. Yeah. Uh, my wife also knew a, a woman who, um, as a friend of hers, she lost taste and smell. But the kicker that let us really know was five days later, my wife Stacy lost her smell and taste as well. Mm. So now you so, know that you would pass it on to her? So it looks like I passed it on to my wife. She was very low, mild symptoms except that. Here's a positive thing I am hearing if you lose smell and taste, yeah. that those cases seem to be 40 years and younger. And um, from what they've seen on the more mild side, thank God. Right, right. Now you're a gambling yeah. man. Um, I mean, not for a while, but yeah, I love a little juice. You, you like a little juice. You like a little action. Now, were you, like a little were you putting a little, a little action on whether or not you would make it out, whether or not your wife would make it out? <laughs> or like, what, you know what I mean? Like, was there any part of you was like, what's the over and under of me beating this fucking Kung Flu? When I was laying in bed at night and I would cough at night because yeah. at night the cough would come a little bit. Yeah. Um, my main fear was, am I going to wake up in the middle of the night and not be able to breathe or need to go to the hospital? And the fear was there might not be a hospital bed. Luckily, I'm up in the country. Westchester is not as densely populated as obviously New York City. So I thought, you know, but it definitely crosses your mind. Nice house up there, right? Nice house. What? Nice house. Oh, yeah. I, got, I mean, I got land up there. Land. Like, there's some. I got fucking. Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. fuck. I could introduce you to fucking deer. I know on a first name basis. <laughs> I'm feeding these motherfuckers. I'm feeding these deer fucking tomatoes like they're apples. I'm <laughs> out of my hand, by the way. I fed a fucking deer Tostitos and I heard the crackle in its mouth. I'm not, e I'm not even fucking with you. <laughs> so. I'm so glad it was you that got it. There'd be, so, there'd be so much less funny people that got it that I'd have to talk to. I'm so glad it was you. So, um, so now the other question. So, so then once I got to a certain amount of days yeah. and I had realized, I mean, knock on wood, I had realized that the breathing thing wasn't an issue and it doesn't look like I'm going to go, you know, to the hospital thank god that's when i started to realize that it started to pass my wife was about four or five days behind me and it looks like both of us now my wife is about 14 days she feels fine back to work everything great me i'm about 18 19 days and like i said a little bit of a cough but there's allergies so i feel good but here's here's what i did learn from the doctor i did speak to my doctor there's 30 percent of viruses out there which take away your smell and taste, but it's never happened to me or my wife before in our lives. And the fact that that would be a coincidence with this pandemic just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, he also did tell me, and this, this is what he said. He said that 80% of people from all the studies they're doing can, might not be comfortable. There are people with 102, 103 fever for a week straight, um, but they don't need a hospital bed. 20% need a hospital. Out of the 20%, they said 10% need ventilators. And then he said, out of the 10% of the people that need ventilators, 5% have a 50% chance to make it, which is, which is pretty fucking brutal. So yeah. um, we feel very fortunate that if, in fact, the, the symptoms that we had, the, the smell, the taste, the way we felt like shit, is, if, if that was the, the mild case, we feel fortunate. But what we need to do is go do a blood test for, um, to see if we have antibodies, to see if we the, the immunity and stuff. And they're not convinced that if we did have it, 
will be immune forever. They do say that if you had it, you can be immune temporarily, but there could be another strain of this that comes in the fall and you might be, they're not certain that you're a hundred percent not going to get reinfected. So um, just to clarify what people are saying, so you build up antibodies for a virus, right? And those antibodies right. stay inside you in case you get the virus again. And then the antibodies, they go beat up the virus, essentially make it so you can't get sick. And right. with this certain virus, the coronavirus, they're saying that just because you got it doesn't mean you built up the antibodies that can fight it or the virus right. could change. Which one is it? Well, yeah, that's no, the, the, the second one. So, so yeah. this mild strain that I have, yeah. if this comes back, my body knows it and my body can fight it. And, and, and I had, but if some stronger but shit comes, then the people that have some shit that are just where they're laid out and in a matter of a day and a half, it escalates to not only 104 fever, but they can't breathe on their own. Yeah. That, that could be a whole other thing. So I needed, so we were told since we since once we lost the smell of uh, the smell and taste, they say you just got to isolate for seven days. If you don't need a hospital bed, we're not going to see you. You got to isolate. But we were basically told act as if you have it because we think you do mm. because of what the unique things that happen to you. But now that we're past the time, now they're saying still be cautious, which kind of sucks. Yeah. Okay. Now, all right, guys, we're going to take a break just for a second. Uh, get back to that combo. I got to let you all know, man, Blue Chew coming through during this global pandemic, keeping them dicks hard. Mm -hmm. If you guys don't know what Blue Chew is, man, you must not have been listening to the podcast and watching the dropping ins, but Blue Chew, uh, same active ingredients as in Viagra, Cialis, all that good stuff. It just works twice as fast because you're chewing it up. You're not swallowing it and letting it go into your belly and wasting all the time. Grind that thing up, get that dick hard, please your girl, please your wife, please your pandemic bay, whatever it is. You know you're locked in the house. You got to mix some things up. You got to mix some things up. You got to shake some things up. And you can do that if you're chewing these things up. Simple as that. BlueChew.com. Use the promo code Andrew. You're going to get it free. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. They're going to deliver hard dick to your apartment. Ladies, if you're watching, make sure your man gets it for you. It's a fun night. It's a party. You're stuck inside. You're quarantined. You might as well. Mix it up a little bit. Bluechew.com. Promo code is Andrew. Now, let's get back to this conversation. Uh, are you close to your wife's parents at all? My wife's um, father has passed. My wife's Sorry. mother is, uh, in is staying in Florida. Okay. So there was no concern about bumping into them. Your parents, no concern about bumping into them. My mother was diagnosed with a stage four cancer in 1997 and when she was on her way out, there was a test drug at the Dana-Farber Institute in Boston. And uh, it was a trial on 100 people. It worked on 26. Then it started to come back on the 26, and it stayed helping 10. And 20 years later, my mother is one of the 10. But the Dana-Farber Institute called. That was, bro, that was in 1997. My mom would have been gone for years. The Dana-Farber Institute keeps calling my mother saying, you need to stay inside. My mother's immune system is beat up from the drugs that basically killed the cancer inside of her. Right, of course, of course. So, so. my mother is a number, my mother is a candidate to just, she, it, this thing could hurt her bad, so she's just staying in. Gotta stay in, gotta lock it in the whole time. What goes through what goes through your mind? Now I know I understand you're younger, you're in good shape. I mean you smoke cigars a little bit, but you're not really the candidate that dies from this, right? That being said, what goes through your mind when you know you have a virus that is killing people? Yeah. You know you have it, and 
you can't go to the hospital. The hospital has told you not to go. Is it terrifying to just sit at home and wait to the point that's where you're offense. almost going to die and then knock that's, on the door of the hospital and ask a, them? That's a fantastic question. And the, the short answer is my children, my children and my wife and my family was obviously the first thing I'm thinking about. And yeah, man, I'm not going to lie. Like I said, I stayed in our guest room alone for like the first, you know, almost two weeks where I was just by myself at night. I would distance myself from my kids, couldn't hug them or touch them really. Yeah. And the, the fear of, am I going to wake up in the middle of the night, not able to breathe? And are the hospitals going to be ready for you? That is like a literally like four day, five day process of thinking every night. That is really fucking scary, man. Yeah. It was scary for sure. And then once I got to about day eight or nine and I started to feel better, um, bro, I was drinking like 11 bottles of water a day. I was like, they were like, you got to drink until your piss is clear because when your piss is clear, like water clear, that means you're hydrated. So like that was a big thing. Vitamin D, I took a lot of uh, to build up the immune system and stuff. But uh, I think if I have to be honest, the cigar smoking hurt me a little bit because my wife really didn't have the, the cough. We only had a low grade fever, I think one or two days. But the cough with me, especially in the throat, um, and it, you know, now I quit cigars, man. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going back. Really? Yeah, man. Cause this, yeah. I mean, listen, if I, if, if in months the doctors are like good, but I'm worried, I'm concerned. I Yo, wanted to look at my lungs, find out what happened. That's it. That's an interesting thing, man. How, how things could possibly change post Corona because so many people right. vape, so many people, you know, smoke hookah. They do all these things because the only thing they're concerned about is potentially lung cancer in the future. Right. They're like, oh, maybe I'll get lung right. cancer when I'm fucking 80 or something like that. You never think about that. Yeah. But when you start hearing that there is a virus that could come around every single year. And if you got somewhat shitty lungs, you could be the one on the ventilator. You start yeah. changing your life a little bit, man. And you said something important there. I think people that vape, I think vaping is a really fucking bad thing for this because oh, they're, they're they were bodied. starting to see. What's all that? The, all the young people, not all, I don't want to put you know misinformation, but they say a lot of the younger people that are out there that are dying for this or they're on the ventilators in the hospital have also been yeah. vaping. Yes. Yeah. And they were like, oh, they're healthy. But it's like, no, it's beating up their lungs. I think anybody with a compromised, you know, lung or respiratory system, this is they're also saying that even people 20, 30 pounds overweight, it's it's hurting them, too. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, man, I'm just. Listen, if I was 55 or 65, it could be it could definitely be different. So and me and my wife feel fortunate. So now we just got to check the blood and see if we if if we'll find out 100 percent if we did have it, which all indications that we did. Right. And then we're going to find out if we have antibodies, antibodies for it. But I can tell you this. Losing your sense of smell and taste for <laughs> for fucking That's nine, 10, really 11, 12 you. days will fuck is, is wild shit, man. <laughs> Now, have you thought of any jokes? No, because I just every day I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to die. Yeah. So so I was just like, all like, I'm not even kidding, Andrew. I was just thinking, you know, be able to breathe, be able to breathe. But now now that I'm 19 days past it and pretty much done. Yeah. Um, now I'm going like, all right, what am, where am I going to bring this to the stage? How what am I going to do with this? And, you and know? so now you're break because like. We've been talking like, and we're like, why the fuck are we not thinking of bits? Like just maybe in the last week I've started to think about bits, but the first couple of weeks of quarantine, 
there was nothing there. Yeah. Like nothing was happening yeah. in my head. There was like, obviously you do funny stuff on the podcast, but I wasn't thinking, oh, this is a bit. And I wonder if it's because we right. can't see ourselves on stage soon. Yeah. You know, like when you know you're going up that night, you're like, oh, I'm going to try that. But when you know that you're not yeah. going up for months. Yeah. There's no impetus yeah. to try it, right? You're like, ah, I'll get back to it maybe. Yeah, that's why you got to, yeah, you're, that's a good point. You got to write it down because, bro, we might not hit the stage. It's a, it's Son. a reality that we might not hit the stage till mid-fall. Son, because even if they say go back out, a lot of people are going to be reticent about going into a room packed like sardines full of people, you know? Yeah, that's Unless why you we just, have the they vaccine. just need a vaccine. If you have a yeah. vaccine, we're back to business. But without the vaccine, I think it's, I don't know, man. I think it could be a while. I think, I'm going to tell you something, too. I think this shit was, I think, I honestly don't think that this is an accident. This is not a bat in a fucking soup. Ooh, this what is was, it? Talk to me. I think that this was a plan, man. I think By that who? This, first of all, they, this came out in January of 20. They dropped this shit like an album. This came out in January of 2020. <laughs> This fucking came out January 2020. Yeah. And, you know, this doctor made a good point. It's not attacking young people. It's attacking weaker people. It's attacking older people. Right. People that, you know, so if you want to talk, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to get into the conspiracy thing, but there's get a lot of- Get into the conspiracy, bro. Let's do it. Third eye. Do Open that third eye, dog. I heard a doctor say something really interesting, and I'll send you the link. He said- it's almost as if looking at this virus, it was modified to not hit young people. Think about that. He said, young people have weaker lungs and a weaker immune system that's immature and not developed yet, yet they're walking through it like it doesn't happen. But you're 75 and older with any conditions wiped out. He's like, there could be something to that. Plus the first handful of cases that came out were next to their biotech labs miles away from the biotech lab in China. Miles away from, from their virus bacteria chemical lab right there those yes. are the first cases which were right near that fish market so you know <laughs> yeah. i mean who knows mark just called it the wuhanic plague real quick before we get back to the conversation actually i gotta shout out radix man you know the cbd supplier of uh the flagrant two asshole army radix is doing something super dope man um <clears throat> So it turns out the machines that it takes uh, to make CBD are like the same exact machines it takes to make hand sanitizer. Oh, so, shit. yeah, so Radix Remedies noticed that obviously there was this hand sanitizer shortage. So what they decided to do is turn off the CBD machines or some of them and make hand sanitizer. It's 80 percent um, alcohol or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. It has to be 80 percent in yeah. order to work. I mean, it's, you know, uh, look, it's not the same brand as Purell, but it's the same thing, okay? And they've decided to make those, put those out, and they're donating, for every bottle that's purchased, they are donating a bottle to healthcare workers and all the facilities that need it, which I thought was super cool. They're not making any money off this. They're essentially breaking even so that they can supply the people that need bottles of uh, this hand sanitizer and the people at home that also want to have it. So I thought it was so fucking cool. RadixRemedies.com, R-A-D-I-X, Remedies.com. Uh, and, of course, they have tons of CBD products uh, that you guys can indulge in, uh, you know, pills of CD, gummies of CBD, sleeping things. You can actually have the, the leaf itself to roll up into joints. 
Um, bath bombs. Bath bombs. Let's Ooh, go out. Treat yourself them. with. Uh, treat yourself nice out here. A little luxury never hurt nobody. Mm-hmm. So um, radixremedies.com and you can use a promo code flagrant to get twenty uh, percent off of that. But uh, yo, go buy some of that hand sanitizer, man, and support. It's a great way to support, and you get something out of it. So uh, let's get back to the show. I think Who hates old people the most? Maybe those. Are, that's the group that put it out there. Who hates old people? Who needs to get rid of old people? Do you think it's a population thing? I mean, if you want to get like conspiratorial about it, I old people, some might say, for me and you know, but some might say old people are the biggest drain on an economy because they're not working, they're not producing anything, and they're being supported by that economy. So the longer they live, the more of yeah. a drain they become. Like, if you retire at 60, but we live to 100, Man, that's 40% of your life. People are just paying for you to be around. That's right. Matter of fact, from zero to 18, you're not doing anything. So you really only are giving to society from 18 to 60 or whatever the fuck age people retire. So I don't know, maybe like the, you know, evil powers that be, whoever they are, maybe like, maybe we need something to kind of clip the end of the hedges. You know, sometimes the hedges get a little... A little crazy that, up there. You need a little shape up. That's exactly what this one doctor was saying. And he even said, he goes, listen, I like facts. I'm not into the conspiracy thing. But he goes, this thing is not attacking people like zero to 20 something. The numbers are so unbelievably low for a virus that attacks your lungs that is just going like, and he mentioned what you said. He goes, who's a, who's a burden on society? People that are sickly, people that are older. And I believe, and listen, I'm not, I don't know what they do in China, but isn't there a thing with like, you could have one female, one girl. And then yeah, after so that-, that there's another thing where it's like, there's a lot of old people and not enough young people to take care of them because they had that one child, child policy. So that was a big issue. Maybe it's something like this. Maybe it's a, a flu that came out naturally. Right. Yeah. And when the governments realized what it was, they're like, Hey, we could act right now and get all the masks out to everybody and get all the ventilators out to everybody. Or we could wait a beat, let it fuck some shit up, knock yeah. out the old folks, and then step in and save the day, right? Yeah. And that now, could, yeah. so, you know, sometimes it's like, I think there's a saying, I forget what it is, but like, you never let a tragedy go to waste. I think that's what politicians could say. Right, you right. Know? So, you know, maybe that was there. Maybe that's the way they looked at it. It's like, okay, here's this tragedy. It's only going to take out old people. Wow, the economy is going to be humming afterwards. You know, like, let's be honest. I mean, we were talking about this on the podcast, but if, you know, if in Avengers, if Thanos was like, yo, I'm going to snap my fingers and everybody over 80 dies, you think there'd be a lot of pushback? Right. You think, you think right. all the Avengers are coming together? Maybe one or two, but That's I don't know if funny. all the Avengers. Yeah, you know, Tony Stark will be like, listen, I'm going to sit this one yeah. out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, I got, got some robots to, to work on. Why don't you send the ladies? Hey, what are those fucking hulks lazy ass over there? Uh, (laughs) You know what? And listen, I don't know. Like, I'm not I don't know. I'm I'm not saying what I said that doctor said is true with the population thing. And they can only have one woman. But the one thing that he did say that made me scratch my head and go was the age thing was the was the younger people not being touched by this. And it's not like, oh, like if you look at the percentages, it's really, really really low i mean yeah. you know my son and daughter seemed fine my, my son during me and my wife going through it he just there were a couple of days where he didn't feel great and then bounced back up playing video games and stuff 
So um, we're fortunate, man. We're fortunate yeah. to be that everybody in our house is pretty much uh, in kids, the clear. Kids knock are on wood more and we resilient, though. And kids are more resilient. And I would also say that, like, old people probably die from the flu, the regular flu, more often That's as true. well. Now, here's here's a question. I don't want to take too much of your time, but here's a no. here's a question. Um, I know you got a busy day at home in quarantine. Yeah. I know you're fucking rammed. Uh, yeah, man. I got to go organize my sweatpants. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see which sweatpants I'm wearing tomorrow. <laughs> so I will tell you, this quarantine's got me comfortable. I bet it does. Uh, I bet you walk in that yard. I bet you liking all them acres. <laughs> you enjoying them acres? Oh, man, I'm going acres and flip-flops and sweatpants. <laughs> you and Yana's taking a lot of long walks, getting your mind right, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Pour absolutely. a glass of something, take a stroll. Oh, it's so hilarious, yeah. That's where you need a backyard. We're fucked up in the city. I'm just staring out my window like a dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so here's the question. Everybody keeps calling it like a flu right they're like oh it's just like the flu i presume you've had the flu before is this yeah. anything like the flu mine was much much less oh the flu so, was worse mine was much much less than the flu and some people that we've talked to that had it our neighbor's sister has it and she's fine okay that's the thing like when you found out like what's his name uh donovan mitchell He's like, that kid, like, it's fine. Mark is smart. Like some, I mean, obviously those guys are in their mid twenties or early thirties and they're athletes. Yeah. But a lot of people that get it are like, yeah, one night of aches, a little bit this, a little bit that. I've had the flu where I was laid up with a fever for a long time and felt like shit. This was just more of feeling shitty. And, and the one, like I said, I would not be on here saying that me and my wife believe we had it and doctors we talked to do if we didn't lose the smell and taste. That was our biggest indicator. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love you, bro. <laughs> yeah, when I can't taste wine, I'm like, something's wrong with me. Yo, do you think that's why so many people in Italy realize they had it? Like, <laughs> like nobody in England realized they had it, right? Like, everybody in England was Yo, like, we'll just take it hilarious. on the chin, right? But Italy was like, no, there's a problem. <laughs> My linguine never tastes like this. What is this? Everybody stay inside. Stay inside. We can have it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know my wife's meatball. Not like this. No other country locks down immediately. Italy's like, all right, everybody inside for at least a month. Let's just get this thing out of here. Dude, I miss so, risotto. Yeah. yeah. They said 30% Europe, 30% of Europe cases lost smell and taste. Wow. 30%. And they were mild and they were usually younger people. Dude. Yeah. It's a little crazy shit over here. Well, brother, I love you so much, man. Get better. I love you too, man. I can't so wait fun. to see you again. We got to hang. We got to have you back in the studio when you're ready to go. Yeah, for sure. But uh, get better. Keep me posted on your health and everything, man. If you need anything, I'm right here, all right? You guys are my favorites, man. Love you. Talk to you. Love you, brother. Peace. Bye-bye. Later. Everybody. Okay, uh, that was uh, Paul Verzi, man. Make sure you go go tweet or DM Paul. Shout him out. Let him know you're thinking about him. And, um, you know, it's good in these times where you go through something like that, which is absolutely – it can be terrifying, especially when you have kids and you're on the brink. I mean, 40 isn't old, but it's not young. And if you have a habit like smoking cigars, you don't know what could you know possibly happen to you. And when you have something, you're thinking about worst case scenario. But guys, I have very good news. You might have you might have heard earlier 
you might have heard a voice early in the beginning of the podcast that you haven't heard for about a week. <laughs> Alex Media is back in the building, everybody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the year is back. There you go. Al, how are you doing? Everybody thought you might have had the corona. Are you feeling better? No, nah, I'm feeling great, man. Now, you didn't have corona. Did not. But you came in here in full gear yes you not trying to get this rona absolutely i still think you mark and akash have it akash probably has it yep. mark and i i don't think we have it yeah we're close to we've been close mark is is the has the closest proximity to the hospital so he might get it next okay, okay. mark i mark think we should, it, mark, we, we should we should put a little a uh, little bet out here <laughs> Who gets it first? <laughs> do you think people did this with other pandemics? Like during the Spanish flu? They're like, <laughs> who do you think's going to die first? Uh, what? <laughs> Dude, so do Asians. Oh, oh they're going all in on this. <laughs> um, all right. Well, look, man, uh, I think that I think if anybody gets this is my suspicion. I don't think we get it. I think the only person that potentially could get it is you because of your building size. Okay. You live on the 37th floor. Yes. Guys at home, Al lives on the 37th floor. 37th so that floor. means you have 37 floors of people with you. Yeah, technically. My, yeah. Now, check out this. This is how you know nobody lives in Manhattan. Nobody lives in Manhattan. My girl and I, our building has 20-something floors, okay? There are 12 apartments total in the whole building that are being occupied now. In 20-something wow. floors. That means everybody in the building left. Oh. 12 units total that have people in. So that's how you know everybody's leaving Manhattan. Nobody's staying in the fucking city. So we have less of a chance of getting it. I think because you're so close to people, you could get it. Yeah, but I but don't... But you're going to be close. You're going to be careful. Yeah, I'm, I'm in my He's apartment. He's in Queens. Yeah. I yeah, think the boroughs don't leave. Yeah, they don't, we don't leave. This weekend, it looked like every other weekend. Around my building, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. I know, like, when I'm growing up in Manhattan, I see people all the time. I never meet anybody who's from Manhattan. So everybody moved here. Mm. So if you know that there's a global pandemic and you're not going to be able to go, you're going home. My girl would have went back to Cali if it wasn't for me. Mm. I can't cook. <laughs> I'll die. <laughs> I might be the only person that dies during Corona, not from Corona. <laughs> they just, just starved. <laughs> he was eating granola bars at the studio, and he went home and he starved. So you gotta cook, man. Get your cook so on. Alex thinks he's chef boy. Son, on I'm D, bro. chef it out here. Watch, man. Come on, Al. Son, I'm it's a... easy to cook vegan. You yeah. don't cook it. Next Thanksgiving. Next Thanksgiving. Rabbits a... cook <laughs> vegan. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Motherfuckers are making salad every day like I'm a chef. Uh, Nature's the chef. Chickpeas are used for everything. So. Al came in it's here. like the most <laughs> versatile fucking thing. So I said so Al two weeks in, he realized he's just having different types of hummus. Yeah. That's all <laughs> you've been eating. <laughs> it's like solid hummus, liquid hummus, <laughs> lumpy hummus. <laughs> bubba yeah. Bubba he's the bubba gum with hummus. Son. <laughs> Chickpeas, amazing thing, bro. But you're feeling good. Everything feel good, all good. Yeah. Health. It's great to have you back, brother. We missed you. Uh, I missed you guys too. Mm. It's good to be back. Um, guys, that's been another episode. You know we're back in the game. You know the schedule. The schedule goes. We're here uh, next Sunday. By the way, we're not going to be doing. Obviously, it's Easter. Take some time off. Spend time with the family. Um, but uh, yeah, we're here. You know, Monday, Tuesdays we do flagrant. Wednesdays we're back in here with this, and um, Thursdays back in here with this, and then Friday that flagrant Patreon episode. Glad you liking these interviews, man. We're gonna do more of them. We got some interesting people we want to talk to, and um, if there's any interesting ideas out, out there that you're curious about, make sure you hit us up. 
you know, we want to have these conversations with folks and now folks have downtime. So we're able to speak to an El Chapo's lawyer or Doc Ansel from Tiger King or all these other folks. So we got some interesting stuff getting cooked up, man. And one more time, shouts to Paul Verzi, man. Go check him out. And uh, welcome back, Alex Media. This has been another episode of this unnamed show. We're going to get to a name eventually. Hmm. Couldn't name it while Al's gone. You know? Come on, son. All right, y'all. We got to sign out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's peace, love, and you're...